Hello and welcome to Execute Chapter 66, a Star Wars fiction podcast where we discuss canon, legends, and beyond. Tonight, it's back to the beyond with the new animated series, Tales of the Jedi. My name is Beth Van Dusen, and with me as always are Chad J. Schonk and Ryan Schweck, but first over to you, Chad. This is your reminder that this is a book club and not a review show. We're going to spoil this fairly short season of television. Uh, Over the course of our conversation, we of course may spoil anything else Star Wars. That has been your spoiler warning. Ryan, anything to speak of? Oh, not too much in the old hollow net around this time. Trades are reporting that Sean Levy is in talks for a Star Wars movie. So after all the talk of we're going to not do this <laughs> until we make else. one. Yep, yeah, just keep going with it. Um, did, they, did they announce it or did that just come out? It, well, it just came out. But you yeah. know they're like leaking it. I think at this point they're leaking it to see what will happen. I mean, I, who knows? Sean Levy, huh? Yeah, I mean. Mm. Mm. But see, he's doing Deadpool 3 right now, I think. Yeah. So, like, even if he does a Star Wars movie, it's going to be years and years. So, this is just another. Didn't he do, like, Night at the Museum? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's that guy. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he's mostly a comedy, or previously, he's mostly known as a comedy director. Comedy. Yeah. 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 Which, maybe they'll do a, a Star Wars comedy. A Tag and Bink movie. It'd be so good. They would never yeah. do it, but it would no. be wonderful. Over on the toy side, Hasbro. Hasbro continues to put out carbonized figures. And now they've raised the price. So now you can get a carbonized TIE uh, fighter pilot and guard for the low, low price of like $55 or something. What? It's, it's insane. Um, for the carbonized ones, I've got the carbonized Vader. It's no different from the others. Yeah, they're they're charging more for them now. Um and then they did have a little bit of trouble. They put out the uh, vintage colored Boba Fett in the uh, three seven five scale, and it was a disaster of a re- of a release um, where it didn't come out when they said it would, and then it popped up. And I had to. Dave was mad because he couldn't get it, and then all of a sudden I saw it randomly pop, so I had to like frantically call Dave, and I was like, "It's up! It's up!" <laughs> And so he was able to get one, but you know, it's target exclusive. Those always go poorly. Hasbro's had a bad couple of weeks. Hasbro's having a real bad couple of weeks. The magic, the gathering stuff is. Yep. Do you know what's funny is all the complaints that bank of America made about magic and about wizards of the coast are the same things the players say. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah, just getting over too much, too much product. Yeah. They're just making too many things and they're, charging too much for them players are saying the same thing as bank of america really it's just it's it's it, the, the thing the thing about magic is that it's been getting increased they've been making more and more money like starting the pandemic they started making more and more money mm-hmm. and it feels like a bubble and i think bank what bank of america is saying is it's a bubble yeah that it's yeah. not gonna it's not sustainable and that um hasbro's stock took a major hit from it too from mm-hmm. from it they got 
down class by like two classes or whatever by Bank of America. Wow. Ooh. They, 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 they were not, Bank of America was not pleased with Hasbro. Well, and Hasbro's having a lot of problems with the windowless packaging for Star Wars and for Marvel Legends, which are, you know, they're two big sellers. And I mean, I was, I was fine with the windowless packaging. Like, I mean, I, you know, I'm don't collect in box. I open, but people thought, you know, there was an overreaction that people were going to do returns and just pack whatever in a box. Cause you couldn't see it. And it's happening on a massive scale. Like, to the point where like buying a Marvel legend in the box in the store is it's a risk. Like you don't know what you're going to get. Like people get plastic dinosaurs or old figures or whatever. Um, people are even reporting from Amazon getting the wrong figures and boxes, I guess from returns and stuff. So we'll see what they do, but they put a lot of money into this windowless packaging. I mean, they redesigned everything for it. So over on the Disney Plus side, they have announced that Andor is going to get released on Thanksgiving, the first two episodes. They're going to put Andor on ABC and a couple of channels, uh, well, a couple of the Disney channels, like the Dis- actual Disney channel. Oh, they um, put it on network. Yeah, they're going to put it on network. Um, you know, there's been all the talk about how Andor's ratings are not great. And so... You know, here's the problem with it. I I obviously love Andor. It's my favorite thing they've done. I just don't see those first two episodes pulling in a casual ABC watcher. No. Yeah. Now, I think you get to three or four and maybe it does. But I don't think those first two are going to give you a big bump. That they're no. looking for. No. Sadly, no. And then kind of a a surprise that happened, and I'm gonna say it wrong. So studio is it Ghibli? Ghibli. 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 So it got leaked. Or not even leaked, there were reports that yeah, there's they've done something for Star Wars. And so people thought, oh look, you know, maybe it's visions, maybe they're whatever. And then two days later it went up on Disney Plus. So they released Grogu and the Dust Bunnies. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch any of their stuff, and so like I just kind of like watched it, and I was like, "What is this?" But I people like it. Have y'all watched it? Not I haven't. Yet. I haven't watched it yet. But the first thing when I turned on Disney Plus the other day that I saw was um I I saw the little Grogu with the soot sprites, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's those are that's." That's Miyazaki stuff there. Oh, are those like something from something else? See, I don't know. Yeah, they're yeah. from um, oh, one, one of the 12,000 other Miyazaki movies, Totoro or it, one of those. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, it's just these little things dancing around Grogu. They're cute, though. For like three minutes. It's only like three <laughs> minutes long. Um, eh, you know. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all there is in the news. Uh where are we at on the comics this week? Three books. Han Solo and Chewbacca number seven by Mark Guggenheim and Paul Fry. I think that's a new artist. I don't think that's the guy that's been on there. The book's second story arc continues. Chewie and Maz Kanata plan a jailbreak. Han is left for dead but doesn't die. He does grow a beard, which is kind of oh. cool, I guess. 
uh, and the Falcon is still missing and no one knows where it is. Dr. Afra number 26 by Wong and Jung. The fight aboard the Vermilion continues. The Spark Eternal rages on, this time taking control of BT and Triple Zero and turning their guns on Chelly's Angels. Doesn't seem to be anywhere near the end of the story. And like I said last time, I really wish they would wrap it up. And then and then, uh, Hidden Empire number one has arrived by Charles Sewell and Stephen Cummings. The last installment of Sewell's Kira trilogy begins. I'm not going to say anything about it. Uh, if you read Crimson Rain, get it, read it. It's great. So what's your prediction? Does Kira make it out of this? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think she survives this. I have a hard time seeing how she can survive this. Yeah. And like I said in the beginning of Crimson Rain, in the first issue of Crimson Rain, this is a tragedy. Yeah. And we haven't got to the tragedy yet. And this ep- in this issue, I will say, reinforces that idea that things are going badly. That things are going to go downhill. Yeah, don't mess with Sheev. No, no. Her, her hubris mm-hmm. in thinking that she can mess with Sheev um, is going to be her downfall. But no, I don't think she makes it out of this book. Yeah. I think... You know, obviously the Knights of Ren do and a couple other characters do, but Ochi and everybody, but mm-hmm. um, I can't see Kira making it out. They are going to be releasing a bunch of 40th anniversary Return of the Jedi books. Jabba's Palace is going to be the first one. Tales um, from Jabba's Palace? Yeah, they're bringing it back. And then there's going to be uh, apparently a couple more over the next year. Some like shorts and things like that. I guess it is 40th of Jedi, huh? Yeah, them toys are starting. Without nine nub. No nine nub though. Nope. <sighs> Come on, guys. Come on. TikTok. This is the year. <laughs> this is the year. Surely, okay. If they don't do it this year, there's no literally no other year. That's when else would they do it? My general Lando is sitting next to a Power of the Force nine nub <laughs> from like 1996. Like a as, loser. As a placeholder <laughs> for for the black series that I want one day. So, yeah. No, that's it for comics. Captain Rex and the boys have agreed to help with the test. It's our privilege, Commando. Let's get started. Head out to the center. Make sure your blasters are set to stun. Droids are predictable. I want you to be prepared for anything. You need to remain calm. Think. Feel the intention of the trooper who will fire first. You should be able to sense the moment before they even pull the trigger. You ready? So tonight on the episode, we are going to talk about Tales of the Jedi. It is the new Disney Plus episodic, I guess you would say, series. Miniseries? Miniseries, yeah. It looks like they're going to move forward with additional seasons. So yeah, miniseries that involves six episodes that follow Ahsoka and Count Dooku. I would say this is one of the Dave Filonius things we've ever gotten. <laughs> Uh, this was clearly like, hey, Dave, you got anything else to say about some things you like? And Dave said, sure. I've always got things to say about things I like. Uh-huh. So what we're going to do tonight is just go through and 
talk about the six episodes and then kind of talk about what we'd like to see from the future of Tales of the Jedi and kind of our overall thoughts on it. So the basic structure, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're listening to this to start with. I warned you. You should go listen to it or go watch it. It's only like an hour and a half-ish. It's like 70 um, minutes, 70, yeah. 75, 80 minutes, something like that. I mean, that. it's quick. I sat there and watched it in one sitting. Each episode lasts, what, about 17 to 20 minutes? Yeah, like 20 minutes. They're pretty quick. So yeah, so our first episode was Life and Death. Life and Death follows a very little baby Ahsoka displaying her force powers for the first time as she is taken out on her first birthday on a hunting expedition with her mother, Pav T. Apparently that is a normal thing to do on, uh, as a Togruta, you go out and shoot a deer like animal and give thanks. Um, and then she is taken by a saber tooth type cat and Ahsoka's force powers save her. And she rides it back into town where her grandmother declares her a Jedi. Yeah. It was a cool little episode. I mean, I was just like, sorry, I think the first thing that got me is the animation on this show in general is unbelievable. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, even better than Clone Wars Season 7. It's just going to keep getting like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they do a good job. It still remains. It looks like Clone Wars still. Like, it doesn't get too far away from that style. But just the things they do, and especially in this episode... With some of the ways they zoom and some of the ways they bring things into focus that they weren't able to do on Clone Wars or Rebels. It's more cinematic. Yeah, yeah. It looks great. I will dock points on this episode for not including Plukoon. <laughs> she is <laughs> yeah. identified as a Jedi. I mean, come on, y'all. Yeah, I thought we were going to go all the way through to him coming and picking her up. Uh-huh. Um, Instead of what we got. The only the only knock I'll say against this episode is that we've seen the the whole like Jedi are good with animals thing. Mm-hmm. We've seen that a lot. So I would have liked another way for them to have discovered her force powers other than she was able to calm a savage beast because we've seen that. We saw that in Rise of Skywalker even. Mm-hmm. Right. So like it, it just seems a little at this point it's like a cliche, you know, that that uh, that Jedi can almost just naturally have a or simpatico with animals. Mm. So, which so it made sense, but at the same time, I'd seen it before. Yeah, um, I I didn't read a whole lot about this before it came out, and then of course the first minute I saw it, I was like, oh, it's new Clone Wars. Just doesn't happen during the Clone Wars. And this this was a good episode, other than terrible terrible parenting choices. The Togruta are weird. Yeah, it's a weird choice, right? Like, you're one-year-old. And you have to do it on their one-year-old birthday, apparently. Like, does the baby understand you're talking about using all the parts of this deer? Maybe that's why the village is so small, because not a lot of babies make it past that first hunting trip. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. Yeah, I thought thought it was... uh, No, but I I thought in general it was really well done. Mm. Um, Not as... uh, not an not an exciting episode, really. I mean, I guess the fight with the saber tooth is well done with the mom. Mm-hmm. It's tense because it could go either way. We have no idea. So. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of take away, like, oh, yeah, when she's in the layer of the beast or whatever. Like, I mean, you know, she's not getting eaten. You know what's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> like, yeah. Eh. 
Yeah, that's what I meant. Like finding another yeah. way to show that would have been interesting because yes, we know we know Ahsoka is going to live through the episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but as soon as she's captured by the beast, we knew exactly how she was going to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, overall, good. I don't think there's a lot to say about it. Like it's a pretty compact little episode, and just shows us a little bit about Togruta culture, mm-hmm. the language, get to meet her parents. I mean, we we now know more about her parents than she does, probably. Mm-hmm. that she remembers at least. No, I didn't know they were going to do this. I didn't know they were going to split them up like this. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can talk about that now since there's not a lot, you know, of meat in this episode, except for the meat that Ahsoka was going to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting choice to separate them chronologically. Yeah. I kind of at first, and I hadn't really looked at anything about the show either, even though all the episodes, the descriptions had leaked. I had assumed that it was going to go back and forth like Ahsoka Dooku, Ahsoka Dooku. And then when it doesn't and goes chronologically, I thought that was an interesting choice to make. Yeah. Or, or do three and three. Yeah. Would have been two, two but, mm-hmm. but doing it this way is it's, it's interesting. So they, they, you're right. They just did it chronologically. And I think it goes and we'll talk about this at the end, but I think it kind of goes to like, the kind of parallels in the theme I think he was going for by choosing those two and making it chronological, but yeah, not what I was expecting. All right. So episode dose, uh, is justice. So we get to see a young Qui-Gon and his teenage Qui-Gon. Yeah. And master Dooku. Um, actually he's not a master at this point. I don't Mm -hmm. think. No, he's not. No. Jedi Knight Dooku dispatched to resolve a hostage situation um, with a what? played by the ghost of Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so they they go and they you know are rescuing a a son of a senator from some rebels, basically, and you know we start to get the the beginning of. I guess from what we see, the questioning of Dooku, the council, and what the Jedi's roles are. And his questioning of the Senate. Yeah, he's seeing that the the senators take care of the rich um, and the kind of corruption that's starting. What a weird made-up world this is. It's nothing <laughs> like our real world. Not at all. I mean, yeah, to start out with, Dooku sounds like Snape. <laughs> I just don't... We'll be arriving shortly, Master. Set us down well clear of the village. Tensions are high enough. Yes, Master. I got used to it. It didn't bother me like it bothered you. <laughs> it bothered I, I got used to it real quick. It, I, it did totally. It totally sounds like Alan Rickman. It's and just too deep. And not Christopher <laughs> Lee. But yeah. I, I got, I got used to it pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Qui Gon was played by Liam Neeson's son. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I did not know. And, you know, we start to see, I think I was surprised that we start to see Dooku slipping already at this point. I mean, he's lights that lightsaber and he's going to start killing people. Oh, he force chokes a guy. Yeah. He force chokes that senator. And I was like, holy shit. When, when I, what I don't know is when this takes place in relation to Master and Apprentice, because he's got memories of, of force lightning people in Master and Apprentice. So it's not the first time he's he's dabbled with a little bit of darkness. 
I just don't know when each one of these would take place in relation to each other. I mean, this has got to be a while back, right? Because Qui-Gon's a teenager. Yeah. yeah. And he was a pretty young Padawan when Dooku was force lightning people. So mm-hmm. the, the signs were all there. Come on, Council. I don't, I don't know if we're going to get super far through this series, like trying to fit them in with what we know from the books and stuff. You know, I just think like these are just these stand on their own and they are I, I don't I don't know. It's, it's it's hard to explain, but they're not. They're definitely not beholden to previously published things. Oh, no, I don't mean beholden to. I just mean it wasn't like it was super shocking to me because I, I've seen this before in books. So it wasn't like a <gasps> gasp. He's leaning towards darkness. It was more like a yeah, it, it's. See, I, I saw, yeah, I just saw the idea of him when he when he strangles the senator. I don't know. I, I, I saw it as, as righteous fury, mm-hmm. you know, um, which obviously is going to, does lead to the dark side eventually. But it felt, you know, I, I was with him on it, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, senator's a real, that senator is a real son of a bitch, you know. Yeah, I, I I like this one a lot. I like seeing them young. I like seeing them young. It's being set at a time well before the prequels, right? We're probably talking thirty years, forty years before the prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's say I don't know how old Qui Gon's supposed to be when he dies. Let's say fifty. Fifty, yeah. That's what I was like, yeah. So, so we're talking like thirty-five years before the prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like seeing that. You know, it, it, you know, as we talk about it, we'll realize these three episodes are just. Three steps. Mm-hmm. They're not the only steps, mm-hmm. but they're three interesting steps towards Dooku's fall. Mm-hmm. They're not that they're, said they're not all of them. They're just highlights. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. They're like little like snapshots of where he's at. Exactly. At certain yeah. times. Um, and I think that's with Ahsoka too. You get these yeah. little snapshots of her journey. Yeah. I thought, I thought I liked Qui-Gon. Like I thought the animation on him was good. I thought the voice was good. Um, you got some of like kind of the the pacifist side of Qui Gon that was talked about a little bit in the books, but we've never really like seen on screen. You know, his his character is not a warrior really. He's kind of more the philosopher monk or whatever. So thirty. Let's see. So this is thirty five years. That puts it. I'm trying to think like in High Republic like kind of falls in between like this is i mean i guess it's where you start to see kind of the rot was there because at this point yeah. palpatine isn't even a senator yet no no like this is the the senate's falling apart anyway and it was all gonna go bad yeah and the question is for how long has mm-hmm. it been that way or has it always been that way i mean the, the roman senate was corrupt from the day it was created <laughs> you know mm-hmm. well it this is good with uh the relationship between Qui-Gon and Dooku as well. And it, it's, I think with this show, we get even a better look at their history or their relationship, I guess, than we do in any books, because it, it does show them why they work well together. You know, neither one of them are going to play by the rules. Yeah. So I thought it was real good. It does throw me off anytime in the show Dooku loses, uses his lightsaber when it's blue. It's just weird seeing that curved handle yeah. shoot out a blue saber. Yeah. <laughs> this is a clean shaven Dooku too. Mm-hmm. Which we don't, which you don't see often. He's, you know, so this is to make him look younger, obviously, but yeah, the blue was weird. 
Mm-hmm. All throughout of the blue was weird. I wonder if any meaningful change will come of this. Is that why you took action into your own hands? Your actions saved many lives today. Just thinking in the moment, Master. Well then, you're a much wiser man than I, Qui-Gon Jinn. Thanks to your teachings. Our next episode is the second Dooku episode of, which is called Choices. Um, We get to see Dooku and Mace go down to a planet to investigate the death of another Jedi. And whoops, turns out that the Senator's guard killed the Jedi in attempt to force the surprise, surprise, corrupt Senator to kind of turn them over. We get a lot of back and forth in this episode with Dooku and Mace kind of following the decrees of the council. And this is right when Mace becomes a member of the council and kind of gets passed over for Dooku because they don't like his aggressive nonsense. Yeah, it's all about whether or not, you know, Mace shows himself to be a robot. Mm-hmm. It was just there to um, do what the council says and get out. You've been studying that tablet for a long time. Are the answers you need over Master Katri's death in that file? No. And Senator Larick's testimony isn't enough for you. Master Katri died from an ambush? My instincts tell me it is not that simple. Who ambushed the senator? Why? And if Master Katri was killed, how did the senator escape? Why are you concerning yourself with these questions? The Council gave us our instructions. To return Master Katri's body to the Jedi Temple, so she can have a proper burial. But something more should be done. Since we are not members of the Council, we cannot involve ourselves in local political skirmishes, unless requested by the Jedi High Council or Senate. And Dooku's an independent thinker, and has his own methods, and they end up costing him a Council seat. Yep. Which I think is a very interesting step. You know, the story aside is an interesting step in their journey that that's what keeps them off the council. Because mm-hmm. at one point they were peers. I did think this one was weird too because Mace is always presented as this like warrior. You know, yeah, he's the warrior Jedi. And he's the one that's like, nope, we're going to go down. We're going to get the body and then we're going to get on out of here. <laughs> and yeah. well, he also believes in the council though. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, he falls back again. Again, the council said we should do this. I liked Dooku's investigative powers, though. I thought that was a good little scene where he notices there's no blaster marks on the ship and knows that's a trap. And I do the, like, also that they presented that, yeah, these guys are no match for two Jedi. <laughs> like, they wrecked no. them. Although they did kill one, but, but, but they tried, it was interesting. It was almost an order 66 kind of thing where they were mm-hmm. like, where they were like, well, you could all a couple these guys could only kill Jedi if they completely trusted them, mm-hmm. it, which was an, an, a little shout out to the clone wars. I think. Yeah. You think like Dooku like was talking to Sidious and was like, Hey, look, I've seen this before. I know how we can get down with this. Yeah. I like what this, I, I like what this episode said about the two of them. Mm-hmm. It was interesting that it was yet again a corrupt senator. I, I don't know how I feel about like it felt repetitive. Kind yeah. of. It did. It did. But in the first one, you have a corrupt senator and the solution that the people come up with is kidnapping his son. 
And in this one, the solution they come up with is assassinating him, right? And like ambushing, like like the the problem is the same, and the solutions are getting more violent. Yeah. And you're leading up to this political violence, to the ultimate act of violence we're going to see in the next one. And so, so that's what it kind of meant to me. It was a little repetitive that it was another senator, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think that was kind of on purpose, you know, to show that the same problems that Dooku saw back with Qui Gon. He's still seeing those problems now. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. Nothing has gotten better. If anything, things have gotten worse to the point now where Jedi are dying because of senators being corrupt. Mm. You know, th- things are things are getting worse, and they're not they're not changing, or they're mm. not they're not getting they're, what the Jedi are doing isn't making things better. You know, for for the for the Senate, what's bad for the Senate is bad for what Dooku would say is the people of the Republic. Right. He represents the people of the Republic. I think he says that in the first one. Right. Mm-hmm. The more, you know, which is a populist point of view that that would easily lead him into joining the Confederate Confederacy of Independent Systems. There's a kind of clean line there between yeah. those two things. So I, I, I like the fact that it was somewhat an echo of the other one. May sucks. Yeah. <laughs> He, he's he's, just he's like boring. Little boy scout who's like, yeah, I love, I love the council. So he he completely doesn't question anything that they do, anything that they say. He's just like, yep, council's right. Yeah, and that but, yes man, yeah, but, that yes man gets put right on the council. He's just getting, he's just trying to get his. He wants his promotion. But he does. I mean, he does say, you know, Dooku does say at the beginning. What was what's the line he says right at the beginning? He says that you're. My friend, your devotion to rules is sometimes inspiring and sometimes maddening. I did like this one too, like looking at kind of how Dooku evolves is the ending where he asks Mace, did you know that you were going to be on the council? Like, did you know before this what was going to happen? Because that kind of like takes it just from the Senate that, yeah, now the council's in on this shit. Yeah, like, now, now there's politics in the council. Yeah, and even though Mace says no, they kind of show you, like, Dooku doesn't, I don't yeah. know, doesn't buy it. Or sees, yeah. I guess, through, like, I'm still, you know, working for the betterment of the people and the council's working for the senators. Mace even says, he's like, I stuck to the rules. You went off and did this thing that got a senator killed. Mm-hmm. Like that was a big part of what he did wrong was he got a senator killed, even though it was an, even though he didn't do it, and even though it was in the investigation of the death of a Jedi, and even though it probably was going to happen anyway, the fact that a senator died on their watch was the real sin of mm-hmm. what they did. And the senator's the bad guy. Yeah, that's what ends up screwing Dooku. And he has that great scene where he's with one of the assassins, and he tells him he's like, "Your ideology, while faulty, does have its points." I'm surprised to hear that from a Jedi. Dooku. I don't condone your methods, but you had every right to protect your planet. Make sure your people don't lose heart and evolve so much. It is the only way you will truly have victory. You know, your methods are, are I don't approve of yet. <laughs> but 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 you guys are not wrong about what's happening you know and he's very blunt about it i mean i kind of feel like that's at least what they were trying to show is where he breaks from the jedi like that's the moment he realizes 
yeah, these, uh, this is not what I signed up for. I thought the funeral scene was really strong. Haven't we seen a Jedi funeral like that before? Um, when, yes. um, it was on Clone Wars, I think. Uh-huh. Is it in the Barris arc? I don't know who it was for. I'm trying to I know, I know we've seen another Jedi funeral that was yeah. kind of portrayed, portrayed in the same way. Mm-hmm. Look, there was a lot of Clone Wars to keep track of, so um, I think we can be forgiven for forgetting a little bit. There is so much Clone Wars that I've forgotten at this point. Today at work, one of the students I work with, she wanted to watch Clone Wars, and she was like, I'm on season six, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, we can sit here and watch it. You've done your work. And she was watching some episode, and I was like staring at it, and I was like, I know I've seen this. I do not remember a thing about this. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I really need to go back and rewatch Clone Wars. Yeah. I don't remember people can, some people can pull up like names of individual arcs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't can some, but it, not all of them, not every single one. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. It was kind of fun too. Cause I didn't know exactly where she was at. Like I didn't remember where it was at in the show and they show, uh, who is it? A fives get start to get the headaches and like stare at a Jedi. And I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what's happening. Oh, fives. Poor fives. So the final round out of the Dooku trilogy, the Sith Lord episode, we pick up with Dooku directly after, or actually in the middle of Phantom Menace. Yeah seeing Qui-Gon for the last time and the revelation that there's a Sith Lord and not then Dooku dies and he doesn't go to the funeral. Qui-Gon dies. Qui-Gon, excuse me. Qui-Gon dies, not Dooku. And then he fights the Yaddle. We see why Yaddle is no longer on the council when (laughs) Yaddle overhears some talking in the shady Sith hangout about what's going to happen. And then he straight murders Yaddle while Darth Sidious laughs. So um, Terry walked into the room while I was watching this episode and Yaddle was on the screen. He's like, what the hell is that? I'm like, it's Yaddle, stupid. He's like, well, (laughs) I've never seen that before. I'm like, yeah, you have. If you've seen episode one, you've seen, you've seen Yaddle. He he said, well, why, why isn't she anything else? you know what? I don't know. And then it happened. I was like, Oh, well there, there's your answer. <laughs> there's your answer. That's, that's, that's what happened to Yaddle, I guess. Damn. I love seeing that final moment between Qui-Gon and Dooku. I heard of your report to the council. Tell me about this mysterious attacker on Tatooine. I encountered a highly skilled warrior. One obviously trained in the Jedi arts. And you believe it was a Sith Lord? Yes. I gather the Council was not eager to validate that conclusion. No, they were not, Master. I've been warning them about the coming darkness for years. Never to be taken seriously. Speaking on behalf of the Council, there's no reason to cause undue alarm. So you doubt his claim? No, I do not. But the wisdom of the Council is to be cautious, until we know more. Master Yaddle is right about one thing. The Sith Lord is not to be trifled with. 
but I will not be there to protect you, my old Padawan. You need not worry, Master. Obi-Wan fills that role now. He acquits himself quite well. That's good. I should like to meet him someday. You're always singing his praises. I thought they handled that really well, especially for how short it is. Um, oh, before that, we get to see him delete the files on Camino. Camino, yeah. The archives using, suck. <laughs> using Sifo-Dyas's code. Yeah. Come on, Jocasta, get it together. Jocasta New is awful as a librarian. Do they not There's, have backups? Do they not have two-factor authentication? Yeah. <laughs> you just go in and delete stuff. <laughs> the whole planet. That's fine. You don't you don't need any special clearance to delete entire planets from the Jedi archives. It was one of the coolest looks we've ever gotten at the Jedi library, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The great library. I, like we saw some really it was really we saw areas of it we'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got the secret master archives, I guess. In the back. The res- the restricted area. A la <laughs> Harry Potter and or that, or the bookstore I grew up, I got comic books from when I was a kid. <laughs> that area, area in the back yeah. I wasn't allowed to go to. You go behind the curtain. <laughs> the beaded yeah. curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll look at this car magazine to see if I can get a glimpse of a cover of a Playboy magazine out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> yeah. I, so here's my problem with this episode. I don't like that when he kills Yaddle... And the stuff with Sidious, it makes it look more that it's because he's loyal to Sidious. Does that make sense? Like it, Dooku has always been more the, you know, he turned because he wants to save the galaxy from what's happening. And this made it seem more tied to just Sidious and what he's doing. Yes. But I think by this point, he's in his thrall. Yeah. You know? I don't know, though. I, I They've already get... killed Sifo-Dyas. Yeah. He's already murdered in his name. Yeah. If he, I mean, the, here, here's the, the cold hard facts of it all. And I learned this from watching movies like Heat. Um, Yaddle saw that what's going down. She's got to die. Yeah. Like, she, she, he can't let her go knowing that he has a relationship with a Sith Lord, like he can't, he can't let her go. So it's, so I didn't, I didn't necessarily get the sense that he was doing it to prove it to, to Palpatine. I thought it was the expedient thing to do. Like he can't, you can't, you can't let her walk out that door. You can crush her with it, <laughs> but you <laughs> can't let her walk out. Um, yeah. You can't yeah. kill Yaddle that easy. I mean, I agree with that. And I, I don't have a problem with him killing Yaddle. I guess for Dooku's part, I think it almost would have been better without the Sidious part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and not having him like bow at the end with the master and all that stuff, like make it really about like, yeah, this has gone bad and I don't really want to be down with this guy. Cause that's kind of, and we talked about that before with Dooku, like is Dooku really a Sith? Right. But this is the moment where he becomes his apprentice. Yeah. I mean, this is that moment. This is this is the 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 same moment as when after Anakin kills Mace. Yeah. Right. This is him 
because he's not his apprentice. Maul is his apprentice up until mm-hmm. this moment. Mm-hmm. And when he when he calls him my apprentice, he's taking him in. And maybe Dooku does have higher aspirations, and maybe he's not all in on board. But he has to at least act like he's on board because if he doesn't, Dooku's going to fry him, <laughs> or yeah, Palpatine's going to fry him. Also, in this moment, he's still pissed about Qui Gon. He blames him for letting Qui Gon get killed for for letting Maul kill Qui Gon. Yeah, you didn't. What he's saying, like something like, like you, you didn't tell me this would happen, or right. you said whatever. Right. It doesn't he say we both lost an apprentice? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but Sheev obviously doesn't give a shit about Maul, so nobody nobody lost anything there except Dooku and, and Sheev's gotta find somebody else to, you know, just be an apprentice. Not that he cares about anybody. I yeah, I agree, Shwek. Uh, the the Sheev being there thing just felt like it made it more about him than it was about Dooku just getting rid of the evidence like yaddle yaddle it's all yaddle's on to me i gotta get rid of yaddle sorry this is this is what life is now but then she being there makes it more about him mm-hmm. but she is the evidence yeah Whatever. yeah she is the evidence of, of, of what he's doing i think yeah, it was just she has to see that conversation she has to see that conversation she can you know if she's just trailing him what's he gonna do yeah i think know? there was just more to show like and I think it would have been added even more to Dooku almost to kind of force him into being the apprentice more like that. He's still doing all this because he really, he doesn't believe in the Sith taking over the galaxy part or anything like that, that he does talk about order though. Yeah. You know, but do you think Dooku, buys into Sidious taking over the galaxy. And I guess they've never, I mean, do, a Jedi lost kind of talks about it. Not really, I mean, I would say though. some of our take, some of our take on Dooku is conjecture that we've just made on our own. That's true. As, yeah, far, no. as far as whether or not he's really on board. Yeah. I mean, he does, you know, he does do what Palpatine tells him to do. You know, yeah. he does, he does fight a war. <laughs> you know, at Palpatine's command, you know, I just, I you're right. I totally maybe head cannon, but I, I totally think Dooku's more interesting when he's not really a Sith that he's, you know, he sees the Jedi are messed up. He sees the Senate is messed up. And so he kind of gets wrapped up in this Sidious stuff as a means to the end. And then he gets trapped into it. Until he gets his head cut off. And he kind of, you know, makes that look towards Sidious. But is that, what does that look towards Sidious mean though? Does it mean I thought you're, are you, you've betrayed me? You know, like I trusted you. I, you know, and that's something we've never seen. Like what did Sidious tell him? Because I don't think everything we've seen about Dooku, I just don't believe that Dooku would follow along with, yeah, I'm going to take over the galaxy and I'm going to rule it. Dooku is a populist yeah. at heart. Um, but maybe but you're right, though. It doesn't mean he knows that's the plan. Yeah, like I'd be curious to see what Sidious told him. Told him what he needs to know and needs to know only. <laughs> yeah, or like what lies did he say to him? But I also don't know that Dooku's dumb enough to trust him. 
like to trust like oh you're you said you'd take care of me oh yeah just like you let maul kill qui-gon i i don't know if that's a that's a trust like a betrayal thing a betrayal look but i think in this moment in the show is when he gives himself over to him that he pushes over that edge. Yeah, this is the moment he becomes his apprentice. And he does it because he cold cold ass murders a fellow Jedi who was nothing but nice to him. Yeah, and who for some reason doesn't speak backwards. <laughs> that was very much pointed out by everyone on the internet. Now we know for sure, even though we'd seen it in the books, we we know for sure that Grogu does not have to talk. Talk backwards. Yeah. That Yoda is making a choice to speak that way. <laughs> so now we're just all making fun of Yoda having a speech impediment. Thanks, or internet. He, or he was raised somewhere else. We don't know entirely. <laughs> but uh, I really did. I like the choice he made, though, of Dooku having to straight cold bullet kill Yaddle. That it wasn't just the thing, the door falling on her, but that. Yeah, because she got that awesome moment where she opened it back up. That was mm-hmm. badass. Yeah. And it was so great, too, because she's got the light behind her. Yeah, oh, yeah. That so when great. she opens it, Sheev, like, recoiled from the light. Mm-hmm. You know, like a fucking vampire. Like, the well, light came up, and he was like, he, he re- <laughs> recoiled, and even Dooku was, like, shielding his eyes from the light, and it was just kind of like a the light will never die kind of moment, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, and the, the way the door was designed, it, it was opening up like a mouth, like she's jumping out of a mouth. It was a really cool moment, but then, yeah, and then, but then she just doesn't have enough strength to keep it up, and so just, did y'all see Kevin Scott's Twitter replies to all this? So he, you know, the question with all this, and we'll talk about it more in the final Ahsoka episode, is is this canon, or you know, there's all those questions, and Kevin Scott went on and did about eight tweets in a row of how this still can jive yeah. with Jedi lost and Padawan and Padawan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it I makes sense. It yeah. His definitely can. Alex, Alex Damon, uh, star Wars explained, put up a small video about it. And what he kind of came to the conclusion was he was like, if you, if you, all you do is watch the shows, then Dooku's still a Jedi. Right. If, you read all the books and stuff. Dooku's no longer a Jedi, but in Padawan, we saw that even mm-hmm. though he left the Jedi, he still had access to everything. They still let him walk around. Mm-hmm. So for us, there's no indication that he is a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and it kind of so, makes so me- for us, we just kind of we kind of accept it as part of the canon of the bigger thing. And mm-hmm. to the people just watching the shows, they don't, they're not going to carry their way because we're a bunch of nerds. Yeah, and you got to think like, especially with Padawan just coming out. Yeah. They talked about this. Yeah. And, and Padawan think, specifically part of the story is the fact that yeah. they think Qui-Gon's going to go with him and, and he's still hanging out. He's still hanging out even though he's left. We talked about that with that book, how that was weird mm-hmm. that, that they let him hang around. Mm-hmm. But but you can read this that way. You really can. There's no there's no specific moment where he is, you know, where they say he's a Jedi. Mm hmm. You know, but there's also no specific moment where they say he isn't. Right. So it can be read either way, which I think is fine. I thought Bryce Dallas Howard did a good job. Yeah. Like she, yeah, was a good little Yaddle for Yaddle. 
Yeah, I was I was really sad. I was like, oh, finally, Seattle. Oh, okay. She she died in the expanded universe too. In in the EU, she died somewhere between the movies as well. Um, They also had had some kind of death story for her, but it wasn't this. It definitely didn't involve Dooku. Yeah, I I thought this was a nice uh, addition to the mythology. This 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 showdown between Yaddle and now one thing I want to see is Yaddle and Yoda scenes. Mm -hmm. I want to see the two of them on screen together. (laughs) (laughs) What is their relationship like? I did think I it just finished off. I thought the scene with Dooku in Yaddle at the tree where he's talking about not going to the funeral, that he's not going to go to Naboo. I thought that was one of the strongest scenes of the whole show that like that's where it kind of seals. Like you said, like this is the moment he le- he really leaves and becomes or decides like I'm going to do whatever it takes. Right. Yeah. I mean, he go because because while he's mad at Sidious and he goes and yells at Sidious, he also you know he's already in it. He's already in it, mm-hmm. and he you know I think he regrets the fact that Yaddle stumbled upon them or mm-hmm. followed him. I guess didn't really stumble, but that Yaddle followed him. Once it's there, he's all he's he's pot committed. You know, like yeah. it's the moment the moment they 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 conspired to kill Sifo-Dyas, he was done. Yeah. But I do think it's telling. I kept waiting for them to show Dooku with Sith eyes, and he never has them. That's true. They never give yeah. him yellow eyes. He's never had yellow Sith eyes. So yeah, I mean, I thought the overall Dooku stuff, you know, the three Dooku Yeah, arc, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was a good, like, snapshot of what happened to him. And like you said, like, for people that have never read books or any of the expanded universe stuff, like, I think this gives you a lot in a very short amount of time. And I like the, the kind of Obi-Wan quotes that flow really good into attack of the clones about, I'd really like to meet your apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you would buddy. All right. Episode five, the practice meets perfect. Look, let's just talk about it. We get what may be the most magnificent magnificent scene magnificent no scene in star wars history in which ahsoka plukun kanan obi-wan are all in the same room at one time (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh look look there they all are it's all my favorite things in one scene (laughs) this is a gift from heaven so yeah this episode this felt straight out of Clone Wars, which makes sense yeah. considering it is in the Clone Wars. It takes place during the Clone Wars. During it, takes the Clone place, Wars. it takes place pretty much right after the Clone Wars movie. Yeah. Thereabouts. Where we get to see Ahsoka doing some of her trials um, as far as he, she's fighting droids and Anakin going, yeah, no, this, this isn't how things roll. And then Ahsoka is shot at for the remainder of the 10 minutes. <laughs> it just keeps getting stunned over just, and over again by clone troopers. Stunned by clone troopers until she can defend them off. Until we get to an amazing end of the episode with her from season seven walking in and how she is able to do it. Yeah, sh- show, showing that the reason she was able to survive Order sixty six is because of all this training against the clones. I for me, this is the best episode of the whole show it's yeah and it, you know 
Plukun content aside, you get so many things with like her relationship with Anakin and it was early too. Yeah. Where they and really how, don't like they don't like each other yet. Yeah, yeah, he's absent. He's not there. You know, it's still that like, yeah, I've kind of been stuck with you. But at the same time, you get Anakin who isn't following the rules. Like, this is how the Jedi are supposed to be trained. This is right. You know, what they're supposed to do, and he takes her out of it. And I really loved that Anakin's kind of pushing back against the rules of the Jedi is what saved her. Yeah. Um, also, I'm not sure if stun bolts cause you brain damage, but I feel like that can yeah. be good for your head to be knocked out <laughs> yeah. again and not. again yeah. and again. Because they insinuate that this has happened many, 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 many times. Well, if she's out for an hour the first time and then they keep going and going and going and going. And then she's doing it by herself later. And it's not even there. This is just what she does. I did worry about CTE. (laughs) I did worry she was going to get that thing that professional football players get. Yeah. Now, and I. So many concussions. Y'all may remember this. And again, this goes back to not remembering a lot of stuff from the Clone Wars as much as some people do. Do we ever see when Ahsoka decides to use two lightsabers? No, it just kind of happens, I think. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I thought this was going to be it. Like this was going to be explained why she uses two. Because in the beginning, the first one, she's using the one. Mm -hmm. And then when we see her on the ship later, she's using the two. Yeah. I think I think they decided between seasons as a design change. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought this was going to be like the incanate where she's like, I know I need to be able to block twice as fast. Doesn't she do a behind the, behind the back block in it, too? Yes. She sure as hell does. Yeah, yeah she does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's not just paying attention to Anakin. She's paying attention <laughs> to Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this episode. It was good. I thought I was a little, I thought it was a little repetitious in the middle. And I know that was the point. I know that was the point, but I still, I wish it had gotten maybe a little more me in the middle. Um, but it was made up for by the ending. Yeah. When it cut to her and Rex walking down, I was like, Oh shoot. Here we go. Yeah. Those doors open. Yeah. It was really cool. I think that, yeah, for me, definitely the highlight of the show. And I think showed what they could do, like explaining small little things that have like big repercussions. And they did that with Dooku, obviously, but I don't feel like I needed an explanation as to how she managed to survive. She managed to survive because she's Ahsoka and she's awesome. Uh, but I didn't dislike having an explanation. And and anytime I can see more Clone Wars, which is these this episode was the Clone Wars. Um, anytime I can see more Clone Wars, I am happy. And when when they cut to Rex for the first time, I was just like, Rex. I miss you. I yeah. love you, Rex. And Jesse was the one who shot her too hard the first time. <laughs> yeah. oh, I know. He said poor Jesse. Yeah, I just overall, and I thought it was so cool that like Anakin, like you said, is the one that gave her the skills to survive. Yeah, he was right. Anakin and it's yet like, another thing that makes them running into each other later just harder and harder. And then whatever 
interaction they're going to have in the Ahsoka series is going to be probably just devastating. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. Mm -mm. It's going to be rough. She's going to call him Sky Guy and I'm going to cry. I'm not ready for it at (laughs) all. Not emotionally. I'm not emotionally capable right now of handling that. Then we go into the last episode. So the last episode is Resolve. We get to see Ahsoka go to Padme's funeral and Bale attempts to bring her on into the fold and she kind of says, I'm out. We have a nice scene where he speaks to some clone troopers while still telling her, nope, go need your help on this one. (laughs) And she still leaves. And then we cut forward to, do they say, is it, what planet is it? It's uh, oh, I don't remember. I can't Rylia. Um, and we see an odd. It's not a recon. I don't know what it is. It's like a quickening of the Ahsoka book. It is. Yes. It's exactly the Ahsoka book. Yeah, it's a. It's um. Yeah. It's a fifteen. It's a fifteen minute adaptation of the ahsoka book or like yeah, for the beginning the beginning part not in the ahsoka book but the rest of it she's on a like farming planet that's the mm-hmm. ahsoka book and they her name is ashla they you know she goes by ashla and you know she saves the girl from a harvester being fallen over with her jedi powers and so she knows that she's a jedi and while they go out brother sells them out and an inquisitor comes and she whoops an inquisitor's ass and then but does she in the end with no lightsabers Bale shows up to pick some people up and she's back in the fight okay so in the book Bale shows up to pick up a planet full of people he picks up like a thousand people so if you're Bale in the cartoon and showing up to pick up three dudes how pissed are you like you used your one Jedi get out of jail free card to call me to pick up three dudes Oh, but he's coming for Ahsoka. He doesn't yeah, care about those true. people. I thought this was clever. I it thought it was, was clever taking taking the book, taking the idea of the book, the ideas of the book, the beats of the book, and just putting them into this little episode. You know, for for everybody else, for people who haven't read the book. Yeah. So here's kind of th- where I got my like final take, I guess, on Tales of the Jedi is Tales of the Jedi. And there's been a lot of talk about, you know, canon with the show and how it messes with canon. But I think what they were trying to do, and by even calling it Tales of the Jedi, these are just like the stories people tell. Like the main beats are there. Ahsoka was there. She saved somebody using her force powers. They figured it out. She fought an Inquisitor. And then she got back in the fight. Like I still think in my head, the Ahsoka book happens. This is just kind of the shortened story people tell around the campfire. Yeah, I don't think this takes away anything from from canon. Obviously, it's from it's taken from a canon book. This is it, it's like from a certain point of view. This mm-hmm. this is just from a certain point of view. I take all Star Wars stories that way. If I give myself over to it being a real place then these are the stories that are told about that real place. And there's going to be discrepancies and there's going to be overlap and there's going to be different versions of different stories. And that's all fine. That's all fine. To yeah. Me. The dudes yeah. that Ahsoka saves are going to tell a version of it that Ahsoka isn't going to recognize eventually. It's like the, the telephone game 
the stories are going to get passed down and they're going to get told differently by different people and they're going to get changed. And this happened a long time ago. Who's to say, who's to say uh, what's, what was true and what wasn't, you know? Yeah. Well, and you think how we like explain a book's plot in five minutes, like you leave out a whole lot. Like if you were to ask me what happened in the Ahsoka book, this is pretty close to what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Add a pair of sisters in there, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's one or two people missing and there's a sister instead of a brother. There's a relationship missing there. Yeah. 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 That's six, the brother, if that is six brother. God, his design was so cool. Like, oh, yeah. He looked good. She, she beats him without a lightsaber. Yes. <laughs> so she does it so confidently, too. It's so, mm-hmm. it's such a, like, I, I it's Dave, Dave. There's no way Dave's not going to give us a, a badass moment. Yeah. And that was her badass moment, being able to stare down <laughs> this Inquisitor and just, just, hand, just handing his ass to him. I, I do feel like they missed the opportunity to, to have her get her white kyber crystals because this is in the book this is where she gets her white crystals from it's from the inquisitor it's from the inquisitor she takes his crystals and then heals them and makes them white i feel like that that's i mean because it would have been cool to see would have been cool to see because she's got heavily featured white lightsabers now and who's to say that scene doesn't happen we just didn't see it right you know but the idea, you know, and, and, you know, since this is all coming from the animated, these shows are, so they're no different from Rebels and Clone Wars as far as the style goes. That the idea is that um, this is how she becomes Fulcrum, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's tying this series into, into Rebels directly. I don't know. I don't have a favorite episode. I liked all of them. Um, I think I liked the first one the least only because, I'm going to put this, Dooku, the story, because she's one year old. Yeah. Yeah. And so she doesn't make any decisions that affect her. She doesn't do anything that affects her. Nothing that happens in that is going to affect her other than, of course, they're going to take her away. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been more interesting to see her being taken away. Yeah, I agree. You just want to see some Plo Koon, Ryan. Well, of course. (laughs) Of course. But, and I wouldn't have been against that. I was hoping we'd get to see him. We did, but not in that context. But I thought that, I don't know, I thought that maybe maybe seeing her being taken away would have been more impactful than her learning. He could have done both. He could have shortened the front half and then done the second half. Yeah. Because she doesn't have any agency. She doesn't have any, she's one. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we watch, we watch Dooku make a series of intelligent decisions and, 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 um, and, come to conclusions and we watch the fall of this guy over these three storylines. And in the first Ahsoka one, she's cute mm-hmm. and has her and, and strong and fearless and all the great things about her. But, um, but she's one. I think that episode would have been, and I look, they didn't even have to show Plukoon, but I, I think that episode would have made been a little stronger if we had at least, instead of ending with grandma saying she's a Jedi, even if we had seen like his ship set down and kind of shown mom realizing she's going to have to give her away because like a lot of that episode is pop T and her, you know, relationship and her kind of like distraughtness of 
Ahsoka being taken and losing her, and now she's going to give her away. Like, I think that would have been a good ending to that episode of, like, yeah, if a ship lands and just having her walk towards it with her, like, now I'm going to willingly give her out. Yeah, because as the episode ends now with the grandmother saying, you know, she's a Jedi, it's almost like a happy ending. Yeah. But it's not for them. Well, is that grandma or is that, like, the village elder? Because they're, they're like... Togruder, like a matriarchal society. So it would have been nice to see something like the village elder saying, oh, we have to contact somebody or, or, you know, I know what to do about this. Something. Mm. I don't know. Something. I, I guess I was expecting to see more of the trauma of the separation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but maybe they just don't want to show us that because it's a bummer. Eh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jedi yeah. kidnap a lot of kids, but and um, they also killed Yaddle, so I guess he wasn't too worried about bumming us out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yaddle! I don't. Maybe he didn't expect a, a lot of people to be invested in Yaddle's life like we are. Most people probably aren't. Most people probably don't really remember Yaddle too much. To be fair, she was just a shitty Yoda puppet that they didn't that they saw was too shitty to use as Yoda, so they put a wig on it and stuck it in a scene. That's, 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 where Yad, that's where Yaddle came from. She, she was, was a, that, though. She, she, was an more abandoned, that. she was an abandoned Yoda puppet. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Things have only gotten worse. Are you sure you're ready to get back into the fight? So to finish up tonight, um, Tales of the Jedi has been pretty universally loved. And they have pretty much confirmed they're going to continue with this. Um, One of the things I think that made it really strong is the choice of the two characters. And why the stories don't necessarily fit together or flow together there's a theme between the two that goes together because we have the characters of Ahsoka and Dooku that both leave the Jedi and we see how one comes back and we see one that gets lost. And, you know, we see Ahsoka's journey through becoming a Jedi and kind of going outside the training and then coming back. And we see Dooku who, doesn't come back. And I think that those things are what makes the overall story really powerful as far as a series. And so what I wanted to talk about is looking at if they move forward, what are some characters we would like to see and who would we want them to pair with? Um, because I think just in the Soka series wouldn't have been as good. Just a Dooku series wouldn't have been as good. But together, it makes it stronger. Um, so I'll go first, just to like give an example. And then I figure what we will probably have is some Jedi or some characters that we both have on the list. So like if I bring up a Jedi, we can talk about like who you would have paired them with or a character. I will say, even though it's tales of the Jedi and we can do what we want to, they don't necessarily have to be Jedi because there are one or two that I have on my list that are not Jedi. Um, 
But I I'm think we're really about cool that. I've got a whole lot of not Jedi on my list. Yeah, no, no, no. It's called Tales of Jedi, but you know, yeah. we can totally change that. Um, so the first pair that I have that I think would make a really cool story is Kanan and the Grand Inquisitor. I think those two, you could see Kanan, you could see Caleb, just like with Ahsoka, being young. You could see the Inquisitor coming, you know, to work as the guard. And then you could kind of show different points in their life. You could see after Order 66 and see what kind of Kanan did to hide. And at the same time, you see the Inquisitor, you know, falling and that sort of thing. Their lives changed at the same time, right? Yeah. I was thinking of Bo-Katan and Saw Gerrera. Oh, that's a good one. Just because of them both being not really rebels, I guess, in a way, but going about it with a lot of the same tactics at first. But of course, Bo-Katan, you know, comes back and, and she tries to to get right and, and get on, get good basically. And, and ends up finding something to fight for besides vengeance or violence. And, and saw really doesn't saw stays true to his extremely violent rebel nature. And I don't think, I think it's a saw doesn't really necessarily have someone like, Satine, obviously Satine is a big motivator for Bo-Katan, and when she dies, that changes a lot of what she wants to be about. But Saw doesn't really have that. I guess unless you would count Jin, but I don't think that really changed. I don't think anything about Jin really changes how he fights or his tactics. Yeah, there's a lot of room with Saw, too, to like show like a quieter kind of episode of does he regret any of this or not regret, I guess. Well, like, are there moments where he's like, yeah, we're doing some pretty messed up stuff. Well, I stuck with the uh, tales of the Jedi slash Sith force user stuff. Um, I guess the first one I'll mention is I, I, I was trying to think of themes, right? I was trying to think of like a word that would unite the two characters or the two storylines that I'd want to see specifically, you know? And um, the first one that occurred to me was um, Ben Solo and Anakin. Two men who were seduced. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see, um, we, we, we still to this day don't know anything about Snoke and how Ben got his claws into him. So I would love to see a story of how of how Ben how Snoke over over a period of time over these three episodes because it takes time how he um, how he got his claws into Ben Solo and then at the same time show three examples of Palpatine grooming Anakin. So so to me the the common bond being that they were they were both seduced by the dark side, but specifically by. Palpatine and his clone, but how that happened, um, mostly, mostly due to my desire to see how the f- hell it happened to Ben. Mm. 
because I still don't understand how Snoke and Ben met. Where was Anakin's Force Ghost? Damn it! In all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could have. He could have. He could have given some warnings. Something. Yeah, he could have appear to somebody. Come on, even if you don't appear to Ben, appear to somebody. Appear to Luke and go, hey, shit's, shit's about to go down. The whole thing might be solved if Anakin's Force Ghost just shows, shows up to Ben at some point. Yeah. Any point. So on my list, I had Ben, but I had him paired with Luke. And like I kind of did the same thing you did, where I was thinking like like a, a, a word for the theme. And so for like Ben and Luke, I was thinking about like legacy. And like seeing different points of both of them kind of dealing with Ben being the legacy of not only Vader's grandson, but also being, you know, supposedly this new generation of Jedi. And at the same time, seeing some of Luke at different points being the last of the Jedi and then supposed to be this new teacher and then getting to see some of that immediate when it failed, like just seeing that, like one episode of Luke after it all goes bad, deciding to give it all up and realizing he failed. I think I'd like to see Mason Qui-Gon and seeing like, the parallels between and Chad, you brought this up, like Mace being the kind of yes man to the council versus Qui-Gon who's not. Yeah. Who takes over, who, 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 who grows up in Dooku's shadow and is not. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. cause he, cause in, in, in the actual show, it's, it's Mace and it's Mace and Dooku, but you know, Qui-Gon for better or worse is the son of Dooku. Mm-hmm. and exit. Yeah. And I'd be curious to see them kind of like parallel that Mace is the warrior and Qui-Gon is the pacifist. He even says in Attack of the Clones, doesn't even say like, I'm sorry your master died. I thought, I think he would have joined me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think he probably would have been on my side with this. And mm-hmm. who's to say he wouldn't have been? Yeah. Like they could totally show some of like, you could bring Dooku back with a Qui-Gon episode and maybe have Qui-Gon being like, whoa, 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 that's that's a little far. <laughs> like Um, I had Mace with Luke just because they're both so deeply bought into their Jedi lore and, and the the you know the word of the Jedi. That would be cool because you could see the different sides of the Jedi too. Cause Mace is just a, a council yes man and and luke's all about his his texts and his books and and i've got to learn everything there is to know about what the jedi were about well yeah so you could i can sh- follow it you could show like one that has people telling him what the jedi are supposed to be in a group versus another one who is reading it in books and texts has this kind of like idealized version of what the Jedi should be with Luke versus Mace, who is with the ones that are supposedly those people. Another word that came to me was um, sacrifice. And so I wrote down Stellan Geos and Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
Oh. One, I think they'd get along great. Yeah. <laughs> but but stories, three stories that would show the for each of them that would show their not willingness, but the necessity of sacrifice mm-hmm. to set up the fact that they're both going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, they they were kind of linked as similar characters who come to a point where they have to give up their lives for the greater good. And so that was the connection I made was between the two of those guys. Yeah. One I had that goes along with that. I had Avar and Obi-Wan. As both like who are these like put on a pedestal as the example of what the Jedi should be, and then kind of showing how they struggle with that. I had Leia and Kira. Oh, I like that too. Oh, okay. Following the training of both of them. Mm-hmm. That's because, see, that's where I was going, Leia. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see Leia's training, but I also want to see Kira's training. Mm-hmm. Um. So to show, so it would also be kind of a Luke and a Maul mm-hmm. thing too. It would be a, kind of a two-hander, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, I thought because one of the because when we said that's like one of the first things I thought was I want to see Leia training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I was at with my Leia. Yeah, yeah. Have, and then haven't I was, we all always wanted to see that? Mm-hmm. But I also said really want to see Kira training under Maul. Mm-hmm. I want to see that story. Yeah, my lay and Anakin, I was thinking like one that recognizes they have to restrain themselves and the other one that doesn't. One that like recognizes like she's got to pull back because it's going to go bad. And Anakin who just <laughs> goes with it. And like even I think with the Anakin when I was thinking like you would get to a Vader part, like the last one would be him as Vader. And still kind of struggling with who he is. I really, I, I couldn't quite figure out who to pair him with, but man, a three-part Darth Bane would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Kind of just hitting hitting the highlights of each book, basically. Who could you pair Bane with? I was thinking like maybe with like Yoda. Mm-hmm. Somebody, yeah. Uh, somebody on that scale, you know, the the first, the, Bane being the first of his line, Yoda maybe being the last of his. Oh, that's a good one. You know, um, I thought, but that came pure selfishness out of just wanting to see a Darth Bane well, yeah. animated show. Um, which I still think would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then that's, did you have another one? Well, I mean, I know they kind of were animated together a little bit, but not enough for me. Um, like a Fennec Shand and Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. I know they they did a Bad Batch thing. Wasn't it Bad Batch? Yeah, it was Bad Batch. Um, but In a book, you know, book of Boba Fett, they overlap too. Yeah, that's true, but only for that like one episode. Yeah. Um, but obviously, there's there's more origin story for both of them, and and Fennec Shand obviously chooses eventually to be good, and Cad Bane, of course, never does. But they're both badass and I would I would personally just like to see more of both of them and and where did they come from you know how did they get trained who the hell are they for my non-Jedi one and this is just because I want to see more story but I had Grievous and Rex and seeing like their two kind of stories throughout the, the war yeah like 
throughout the war, and then you could see Rex a little after the war. But like seeing how Grievous, because we don't know much about Grievous, like Mm-mm. how he became who he was, and then you could have some Rex stuff on how he became, you know, more of a broke away from the clones and became this like freedom fighter kind of person. So, so Ryan, what are we going to read next time? Sometimes you got to know when to hold them, know when to hold them, (laughs) (laughs) know when to walk away, know when to run. Next time we're going to be talking about Wedge's gamble. He's the gambler. (laughs) He's making some choices. He's playing his cards. Coruscant's just sitting there. So Michael Stackpole is going to take us into X-Wing Book 2, Wedge's Gamble. And we're going to get down on Coruscant with some not nice people. All right. Well, thank you guys. And thank you all for joining us. We will talk to you all soon. I appreciate the Kenny Rogers. Roger, roger!